0: I'm a child of handwriting and typing classes and, you know, (laughs) all of that. So for me, the electronics are a block sometimes because as soon as I put it on the computer, it's very easy to get caught up in the grammar or the syntax or the perfect words. It interrupts my flow for me. So for me, um, It absolutely has to come through untethered. And the only way for that for me is, as you put it, putting the pen to the paper.
1: Hey there and welcome to today's episode of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. My name is Cindy and I'm your host. Best-selling authors, writers, editors, and publishers join me in my virtual studio for conversations about the process of developing our stories to completing our works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore insights, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences we've had on our journey from putting that pen to paper and accomplishing our goals. Today, Crystal Cockerham joins me in my virtual studio. She is an international best selling author, certified red tent facilitator, and spiritual mentor. Crystal works with awakened, empathic women to unlock the shackles of pain and shame so that they can reclaim their sovereignty and liberate themselves from the world's perception and become the women they truly are meant to be and live life connected and joy-filled. Enjoy today's conversation. Crystal Cockerham is an international best-selling author and spiritual mentor. She created a four-part guided meditation and journal bundle titled Awaken Your Divine Wisdom, a guided journal expedition to explore your universe and decode its secrets. Before I go any further to mentioned that you are a co-author in international best-selling books, I want to pause and say how much I appreciate that you included a journal with your guided meditations. Do you mind sharing your insights on the benefits of using a journal with the guided meditations? Oh, absolutely. Um, Well, for me,
0: personally, and what I find when I'm working with clients is that when you're in the meditation and you're being guided through, it's much easier to relax and to be present in the moment, knowing that you have a journal that's going to prompt you to bring things forward from your meditation time. Instead of being hung up on, am I going to remember this? Oh, wait, what was this part? Because that keeps you from the full experience of the meditation itself. So for me, it was really important to make sure that I had um, a tangible uh, journal with, with those pieces in there. So also in the journal, not only is it prompts and questions that help you recall what happened in the meditation for you, but there's also some brief explanations woven in there just to kind of help you make sense of what's surfacing and in the journal it isn't all writing like I give plenty of prompts and opportunities for um, sketching and really engaging all of your senses so it's not just all writing
1: Interesting. And I love that you add sketching because I'm a doodler. And that's where if I need to let go of thoughts or just kind of sit and study something, I doodle. And in this case, it would be listening to my mind or actually it'd be listening to my heart to hear those messages, to focus on those messages and implement those messages. So yes, that's, um, that is very beneficial. Well,
0: not everybody has, you know, as a former teacher, you know, it's engaging all the different forms of learning and how people assimilate and communicate, Mm -hmm. right to their strengths. So that way, it just kind of takes the pressure off of it. And they just get to relax into it. and and be present for themselves and and their own growth.
1: Right, yes, I I agree. And so now that I'm wrapped up on that first part of your official introduction, I'd like to share with everyone your beautiful long list of international best-selling books that you were a co-author in, and the list begins with Shine, My Journey, My Journal, Dance of the Women's Souls, 2020 Inspirational Almanac, Kindness Crusader, The Path of the Sacred Feminine, Radical Self-Love, and you can also find your writing in The Soul Hearted Living, and You have one that's coming out soon titled uh, 365 Days of Self-Love. And it's obvious that you have participated in a fair number of book collaborations. Can you share your experiences as a co-author? What is it like for you? For me personally, I really love it
0: because the difference between for me writing for a collaborative project such as that book or even you know say a digital magazine versus a blog is it, it it's it's a broader audience and it's bundled up in a way that, where people are attracted to it, right? Because there's all the energy of all of the authors, plus the intention of the project and the publisher that really acts like that magnet that draws the readers to it. Um, whereas if you're writing for you know, the blog on your website, you have your intention, you have your energy imbued in it and you have your audience in mind, but out there on the great wide web, a lot of things get lost. So for me, uh, partaking in the collaborative projects, personally, it gives me another layer of uh, motivation. Mm -hmm. And it stretches me um, in a different way than you know, writing a blog post or an article, um, and coming together with other authors—like any kind of collaboration—where um, there is no competition is really beautiful. Uh, and for me, it's part of the divine feminine model. Collaboration is is one of those things. Um, it's a working together and working in unison from where you're at, and it's. It supports you and stretches you slightly at the same time so that you're always raising up, right? Like mm-hmm. you're raising yourself up, they're raising you up, you're part of raising them up. So everyone comes through it just, um, it, it, it's a growing process to, to birth a piece of work um, such as that and then to go uh, public with it. Right. There's a a layer (laughs) of vulnerability that goes with uh, launching every published work. Um, You know, more and more, it's it's more excitement now. Uh, But I remember the first time I published was actually when I was in college Um, as an undergraduate. I I published for um, it's a it was a graduate and undergraduate project at U of M called Meeting of the Minds. Um, and you would, you would be nominated by one of your uh, professors. And I just remember I could share with my colleagues, I could share whatever, it didn't bother me, but there was something about, oh, it's official. It's in a book now. It kind of makes you feel a little naked, right? Like that vulnerable. Yeah, it's different.
1: Yes, I, and I appreciate that and been there. And I like that you use the word naked because that means bare, raw, uh, exposed. And I also like that you mentioned that there's no competition in these collaborative books. Because when... When people get together, sometimes they feel that there's going to be that competition. Oh, am I going to write as good as them? Or, you know, is mine going to be better or worse? And, you know, when you get into all of that, you lose the structure, you lose that foundation and you lose some momentum if anything it's going to be a huge block for moving yourself forward with the writing project Mm -hmm. so i like that you mentioned that there's no competition and truthfully i don't think there's a publisher that does the collaboration that's going to allow it Being that they are going to support everyone equally and make sure that everybody feels that support um, in that regard, so one one thing that came up when I was coming up with these questions for today was, how did you even get started with this? I mean, was this something you chose to do with intent? Or did you just happen to find it, say, on social media and say, hmm, that looks fun. I'm curious. I want to try this out. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, for me, um, I enjoy writing and the writing process. Former high school English teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, But, you know, when you're in the line of work that we're in, having having published works like that really does help validate you in in the eyes of those who are seeking right because there are a lot of of healers out there in the the personal development the spiritual growth and you know energy work you know arena and when people when people are seeking that kind of of guidance and support, one, it takes an incredible amount of courage and determination to overcome whatever it is that they're dealing with. And two, you know, I, I never lose sight of what it takes for someone to connect with me and to trust me to share their story and to share what is surfacing for them that they are looking to, to transform and and heal. Um, So, you know, in that way, um, I think having the published work was like something like, oh yeah, I should, I should do something. I should write a book. Right. And um, it was the shine stories to dream big, fearless and blaze your own trail was the first one. Um, that I partic- I participated in. Um, and it was during that project that I wrote my meditation and journal bundle. And I actually sat on it for over a year before I finally started moving forward with publishing it.
1: Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I did not yep. know that. Yep.
0: Um, very few people do know that. But Yeah, and (laughs) that bubble. Now, you know that, right? (laughs) uh Yeah. Um, But I did, I I sat on it, and I held it close. And, um, and then all of a sudden, one day, it was like, wait a minute, I did all of this work. Why am I not doing anything with it? And um, it was when I was doing the breakthrough show, I was a panelist on the breakthrough show and uh one of the one of the guests that we had was a publisher so i just like and i really connected with her i was one of the panelists that day when she was on and i just remembered feeling like gosh i just want to hop across the pond and go have tea with this woman like just oh, felt wow. like she was like such a kindred spirit right and so I just like reached out to her and didn't expect her to get back with me. Right. Uh, but she did. And she's like, oh, yeah, let's let's talk or whatever. And so I shared with her about the project and then I sent it to her and then I didn't hear anything for a bit. So you know what that does to oh, oh, yeah. it's really not as good as I thought it was. You know, it brings up all that self-talk and um, and then she reached out to me. She's like, Crystal, this is really good. What's the problem? You don't need me. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And so then I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I just don't know what to do. Can you help me
1: with that then? <laughs> and- you want to talk about, you know, getting that accolade, that pat on the back, that acknowledgement that you know what you're doing. You just don't know it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So, and and so then it took, you know, a little bit of time to, um, get it all formatted and go through all that behind the stuff. Um, and then it was delayed a little bit because one of the other book projects that I was a part of that, uh, launch was pushed back. So then that pushed mine back because it didn't want to have them at the same time. Um, and then actually the, the launch happened right after the shelter-in-place began last year.
1: Really? So there was
0: like so, it was just really quite something to um, experience all of that all at the same time.
1: You know, a lot has changed for so many people around the time that the shelter in place went in. And it's it's like there was this great big huge cosmic energetic shift that said, yeah, let's let's just shake things up and why don't we disrupt everything so everybody does not follow you know the normal, doesn't follow status quo. So interesting that all of that happened around that same time. You're, I, geez, I'm trying to think, several people that have been on this podcast have mentioned that happening, all, you know, at the beginning of, of this whole thing a year ago. Crazy. And actually, today is the 11th. In, on the 13th was when everything started shutting down. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: yeah and it was the end of March last year that I released it which was something because it was when I released it it was two years after I had actually finished it
1: wow so when you're writing these um when you're writing these articles or they're not articles, they're stories for these collaboration projects, where are you getting your inspiration Mm -hmm. from? What, what motivates that pen across the paper? I love that question.
0: And, uh, for me, it is really, so each project has been slightly different. Um, what they all have in common is there was an original intention or purpose for the, for the book. And so I always keep that in mind. Um, so let's see. Like radical self-love, I was actually asked to write the chapter on comfort zones. So I sat with, with both the overall purpose of the book and then the subject that I was asked to, to write on. And then I just put the audience in front of me. And I'm like, what do you need to hear? And so for me, it's all divine flow. I just get into that creative flow. And I allow the process to un- unfold. And it is literally physical pen to paper. It does not happen on the computer first. Um, so it, it's really, it, it's quite messy at first, um, if you were looking at it as an onlooker. But the creative process doesn't have to be neatly organized and in a perfect outline. And oftentimes, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll make some bullets, or I'll just start writing. And like half of it, I don't even use, but I get that core, that core content And then I take it to the computer, and then I just, for me, it's a sacred space. Like I literally set up a sacred space. I have a candle going. I have my essential oil diffuser going. I have a special cup of hot tea or water going. Um, You know, so so for me, because the writing is coming through me, it is coming from me and through me, right, in a way that only that can. But it's not for me. It, it's for the reader. So it's really important that I'm not in my own way around that.
1: I like how you said that. And I I like how you put the readers in front of you and have them in the room with you when you're writing. There is so much depth to that, and a lot of people, when they're writing, are trying to relay information, but they're not thinking of who is it for, and I, that is a tremendous pearl of wisdom to share, <laughs> so...
0: yeah. You could write the most beautiful piece of work ever, but if it doesn't match the audience who's going to pick up that book, it's not going to be received with the intention that you're giving it, you know? Um, So for me, that's very important because it, at the end of the day, it isn't about what I know, what I've experienced or who I am. It's about what they need to hear. and and what they need in that moment.
1: And like you said, pulling yourself out of the way and allowing the words to just come through for them. And oftentimes when I'm writing, I will notice, and I'm referring to like my blog post, that I'm writing as a way to vent. And then it's like, whoa, back the bus, Nelly. <laughs> you are writing for you. And this is something you're putting out public. So then it's like, okay, it's not about you, you know who is this really for who who can benefit from your ramblings because i'm a rambler anybody who knows me knows that i'm a rambling <laughs> i'm a rambling writer and a rambling talker so <laughs> um anyways so yeah it isn't about us it's it's about them who who's mm-hmm. going to read this and, and what are they going to get out of it so right there is something about connecting the pen to paper and getting that flow and into i want to say brain dump but in this case it's not really a brain dump um you're you know you're focused on the intent and not looking for ideas you've already got that um is there more to your writing process other than putting it a pen to paper and then transferring it to transferring it to the computer. I almost said typewriter. (laughs) There's a Guardian slip. (laughs) I know, right?
0: Um, well, for me, it's in layers and it's not a sit down and get her done kind of thing. It, It, that is just not how I operate. It's very much a creative process in every way. And if if the space begins to not feel sacred or if I start to feel frustrated or I start getting distracted, I stop and then I come back to it. I like that, you know, when I can because I don't want that energy interfering with what is supposed to be coming through because then I am in the way of the message. So for me, it's just really, it, it's really imperative that I protect the integrity of the piece as it's coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, to maintain it as the way that it is supposed to be received, right? And so for me, everything is, you know, I tap into the purpose of the piece of, of the project, the purpose of the piece, and I just put the audience in front of me with the intention that it's going to be received and it's going to help the the people who it's meant to help. Um, and I keep that, like, front and center and for me that's that that's what happens when you're in your sacred space so a sacred space doesn't necessarily mean a special room of the house or anything like that Um, it's the inside sacred space but I do do things like I mentioned in my immediate environment that helps me uh, maintain and stay within in that space uh, for for the piece to come through. And so for me, you know, I'm a child of handwriting and typing classes and, you know, <laughs> all of that. So for me so the electronics are a block sometimes because as soon as I put it on the computer it's very easy to get caught up in the grammar or the syntax or the perfect words. It interrupts my flow for me. So for me um, it absolutely has to come through untethered. And the only way for that for me is as you put it, putting the pen to the paper.
1: Right. And you're right. I didn't even think how It's interesting because of the fact that when we do have it on the computer, it's easy to highlight, delete, and on the page, we can scratch something out, but it's still there. We still know what was in that block uh, that we have scribbled over. Even though you might not be able to read it, we know what's there. (laughs) And uh, with the computer we also have that auto correct that auto grammar and you're right that would block that that flow and because you are looking at why is there a red squiggly line underneath the word entrepreneur you know Mm -hmm. because i you know (laughs) that's one of those words i always misspell Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways yes with the pen to paper, you're, it's free flow. If there's a, uh, if someone was interested in doing the collaborative book writing, you know, is there any pearls of wisdom or any insights that you would share uh, with that individual that's, that's curious and wanting to do this? Uh, yes,
0: uh, for me, Uh, It's always, is it in alignment with my message? Because I don't want to just write for the sake of writing, you know, to just be published. Like, is it in alignment with with me and my messaging? Is it in in alignment with my audience, right? Like, is there a place for my audience in the audience of the project? Um, And then... I I have found it very important to really meet the person who's putting the work together. So, um, let me think. So radical self-love, I knew Lorianne Davis personally, and she was one of the compilers of that, of that anthology. Um, And so I knew that she was in alignment and she, like, there wouldn't be, if it was focused on couples in relationship, I would have to think twice just because I don't do couples in relationship counseling. Um, But, you know, there's things, everything I do helps a person have better, healthier relationships, right? So I would just, I would have to think about that. But when she approached me about radical self-love, it was no doubt, you know, um, and I have been approached and I've turned down other um, publications. Sometimes it's been about timing um, of when the project comes up and I, I've already got other things going and I can't dedicate the time to it because you do need time.
1: Mm hmm
0: do need time for it you know there's the free flow there's that that first draft that comes from that and then there's coming back and then and then from going through that then you get more of the heart of the piece in it and you know you're getting clearer and then you walk away then you go back and you're like oh yeah I could say that better I could you know like you're coming back to it in layers so it requires a dedication um to, to varying levels based on how often you do it, but every piece based on the length and all of that. So different things just to kind of keep in mind and looking at, you know, has this person published other projects before? What were those projects? How did those go? And, and really, you know, when when you sit down and speak with that person, you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you.
1: Yes, I would agree. I would agree. So something that has come up a couple of different times throughout this conversation is messages. So we've been talking about the things that you have done, but I would like to talk now about what do you do? So what is your (laughs) I know now I feel like I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) I'm sorry about that crystal, but I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) So, what what is your overall message what is it that you want people to when they read your your projects i'm going to and i'm putting projects as a very loose term because of the fact that you do write so many different variances that i don't want to just like put it in a neat little box so what is that message your overall message what is it that you want people to walk away from it and say yep That's crystal. There is one
0: thing that beyond a shadow of a doubt is absolutely a part of every single one of my pieces. And that's that empowerment that I, I give to the reader that helps them feel safe and secure enough to to really grab hold of the hope and the faith in themselves, even if they're not completely confident, that they can dive in and they can they can emerge from whatever it is that's going on for them stronger and bigger and more in control of their life.
1: Beautiful. Well said. you (laughs) you're very welcome because you are very spiritually gifted and anybody who follows you uh, sees that very clearly it's not about the spirituality it is about the coming together and the evolving of what happens And I love that you are always helping others to not only explore themselves, but the relationships with self and others and helping them to broaden that horizon. Or as your your title is, you know, Awaken Your Divine Wisdom. And how did you come up with that name, by the way? I have to ask, Awaken Your Divine Wisdom. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I'm really putting you on the spot, and I feel horrible about it. But no, don't <laughs> feel horrible. Um, um, I get those guided, meta, you know, those guided in niblets, and it's like,
0: oh. Well, no, my forward. my company is Wisdom Awakens, right. and so, <laughs> okay. I'm trying to be concise about this, but it it just might not come out this way. So let's see how I can do this. So when you are triggered and something shows up for you, whether it's healing a pattern, a pain point, whatever it is, it's awakening that wisdom that helps you tra- that that helps you move through it and leave it behind right it's attaining that pearl of wisdom that means oh i'm over the hump i got this now the next leg of my journey is integrating with this wisdom i have just gained by by having the courage and the tenacity to look in those dark spaces within myself And so at the core of everything that I do with every single person is helping them trust themselves and their ability to do that, right? Of course, you need guidance. Of course, you need guidance and support. And when you're early on in your path, you need more guidance and support than you do say, you know. One, five, ten years down the road, but you always need it to some degree, but it's the tools. And so it's diving into your intuition. And where does that come from? That comes from your connection to divine source. And what is that but the ultimate light and the ultimate power and wisdom, right? Awakening your divine wisdom is really trusting that inner depth of yourself and your intuition and that, where does that come from? That comes through your divine connection. Yes. Right. So it's that that inner wisdom and and trusting yourself. It's the empowerment piece, and you know the meditation series and that bundle. It's it's quite a journey. It's quite a journey, and um, there's everything you need in there. Um, not to say that you wouldn't need other guidance or support, but there's everything that you need in there to reach those parts of you.
1: I like that. That's. I like how you word that. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So we're going to kind of turn the tables and the topics and we're going to kind of do a shimmy, shimmy, shimmy and a shake-a, (laughs) shake-a, (laughs) shake And so in addition to working with your clients and all of this writing that you do, you are a certified red tent facilitator and you have several retreats that are scheduled for, well, the next year. How do you do it all? You are taking time to breathe, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I'm curious about these retreats. How how did you get involved? Uh, How many have you done? Spill the beans because I'm really curious. I've not been on a retreat before and uh, I have friends that have and have said that they are um, they, they really shifted something that needed that shaking and to let go of whatever it was that they were having a difficult time, you know, um, like a perspective, they just couldn't let that one perspective go. And, and so a retreat was what shook it up for them and, and helped them to get through a process. So tell me, tell me, tell me.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: well, um. I would say that it was
0: probably about four years ago. I just knew that I, one of my, one of my goals, one of my milestones for myself, for my business, was to be able to offer retreats as part of my business model. And I have, um, I've been personally involved with retreats. I have assisted in um, my community with uh, my mentor in facilitating retreats with her. Uh, last year, an opportunity literally dropped from the sky uh, with one of one of my uh partners, Mary Pat Lynch. Um, she was literally divinely guided. Uh, We were both doing a breathwork session with our business um, coach. And she's like, they told me I'm going to do a retreat. And all I know was this and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I just knew that it was me. And I was interested. And so I tampered myself and I said, I'm open to having that conversation. I want to hear more, you know, and from that, the uh, Awaken, Align, and Activate Your so- uh, D- Divine Sovereignty uh, retreat at Mount Shasta was born, and it was an incredible collaboration. I partnered with Mary Pat. She's beautiful, and we're going to repeat that retreat, and we had never physically met. It was the airport two days before the retreat where we physically met we did everything via phone call and zoom and it it just was a beautiful unfolding for all the participants and for us um and from that I'm like heck yeah and there's no holding back anymore and I'm like kind of like sitting on the book. I'm like, well, I sat on my book, and then I just did this in the time of COVID, in the time of California wildfires, and it was an amazing, incredibly magical experience. I said, so why haven't I done my own yet? (laughs)
1: you know what I have to mention and and I know that you saw me pull my glasses off and and look out the back window there was a good size herd of deer that as you started talking about all of this running past and then I've got a window here on on my left hand side that looks over a field and here I'm gonna That's what I overlook. And they kept on going. And it was just like one of those, you know, the animals speak to me for one. And it was one of those divine messages of get moving. (laughs) Right? I I love that you say, why am I not doing this myself? (laughs) There, Crystal, is your sign get moving get well
0: (laughs) one thing that you don't know and now all the listeners are going to know are is uh, um deer are one of my totem animals okay and so you know there's that and um so we'll see if the other one shows up that'll be fun I'm not even
1: gonna gonna say what it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, now I'm going to be like, "Okay, what's outside the camper and <laughs> it's really really windy here in Texas this afternoon, so I you know if if it's a bird, it's gonna be sailing on past and probably won't be able to see it, <laughs> but uh, yeah,
0: it's definitely I listen and and those messages come through in so many ways, and um. And so, you know, the red tent is coming up. Um, It's going to be happening May, I think it's 8th through the 13th. Now I need to double check that because I don't trust my memory at the moment Um, of 2021 because some people could be listening to this, you know, after the fact. Um, And it's going to be in Sedona, Arizona. And for me, that's, you know, that's my, yes, the 8th through the 13th. That is absolutely, um, like, my favorite space to be in is, you know, the red tent and in, in the divine feminine and, um, you know, the moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, you know, that was a, a big turning point for me in my after I had awoken or awakened. Um, I really came home to myself uh, through a very sacred piece of women's work that is as profound and near and dear to me as. The birth of my three children, you know, like it had that profound of an impact on me. And so, you know, the fact that, I mean, I feel so incredibly blessed that I get to witness and hold that space and make that space available for other women to step into and really come into their power and Just love themselves without judgment, without any kind of hindrance, and incredible and undescribable gift for me.
1: It sounds like an amazing gift, and it, it goes both ways for you and for them, for the participant that is. And so I love that you're following your intuition. But is there anything that I have not covered that you would like to share?
0: Well, I would, I would love to share like a free offering. That is okay. Okay. I host the Feminine Wisdom Keepers group on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And that is a free space for the awakened woman to come and bring all of their yumminess um, and, and to, to come open and to participate in, in all that the group has to offer. It is oozing with amazing, incredible women. Um, and I very much hold and monitor that space as a sacred space, even though it's virtual, um, and so there's, uh, there's, you know, different things coming into play that all relates to feminine wisdom and really embracing that inner goddess that we all have inside of us. And um, every week I do do a weekly free training and um, intermittently I do run a series of uh, free workshops and those all happen inside of that group too. So it's free to join. Um, you know, it requires you answering two questions and leaving your email. Um, and, and then, you know, you get admitted into the group. Um, but it really is a wonderful place. It's a, a great um, connecting space uh, for women to really just kind of have different things there that makes them stop and think, and observe, and acknowledge those spaces within them, Mm -hmm. and really, you know, wake it up, and use it.
1: And I've found that the offerings that you share are educational, and they, there's a lot of support in, in, in that group, and that is truly something special, because you don't find that everywhere. So, right. And especially
0: like on Facebook, right? <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't have many rules, but you know, there, there's, there's no drama because they teach you how to ditch the drama and just be you, um, you know? And so thank you uh, for that. And for that feedback, because yeah, it- it's just important for me that that space is, is available. Um, And I very much hold that very tightly as a sacred space and, you know, a circle of of women.
1: So where can people find you on the internet? What is your website? Crystalcockerham.com
0: is my website and, um, wisdom awakens is my Facebook page and the feminine wisdom keepers is my free Facebook
1: group. Alrighty. And I will have those in the show notes so that people can find you and celebrate the awakening with you. (laughs) Well, thank you.
0: Yes. No, I very much enjoyed this. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, you are so welcome, Crystal. Oh, it's so good to see you, and I am grateful. Before we end our time together, I'd like to say thank you for joining. Be sure to subscribe to the Pen to Paper Press podcast, share it, and leave a comment on our show notes at pen paperpresscom Take care, and until next time, know that your words have power and your story matters. Bye for now.